Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. And now, now, prepare yourself for the only talk radio show you'll want to turn up. Crank this thing. Sirius XM Pandora presents the place where your hard rock and metal voice can still be heard. You got your ass, baby. Unfiltered, uncensored, say whatever you want. Hit the record button. Anything can happen, you know. I know that ain't nobody out there came to be mellow tonight, now did you? I say, I say there ain't nobody. I say there ain't nobody not out there that even wants to be a little bit mellow, now is there? This is the Trunk Nation Podcast Podcast. with host A. Trunk. What's up, everybody? It's Eddie Trunk, and welcome to another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, which is new every Thursday. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. As I tell you every week, all the interviews you hear on this radio show originated on my Sirius XM radio show, which is Trunk Nation. And heard live Monday through Friday, 3 to 5 Eastern on Faction Talk, Sirius XM Channel 103. Nightly re-airs at midnight Eastern, 9 Pacific, anytime full shows on the Sirius XM app. If you are in the U.S. or Canada and you are only listening to this podcast, you're only getting a tiny taste of what I do live on the radio every day. So please come on board and join me for Trunk Nation and get involved and hear the full picture. Hear what we do, talk and rock with you each and every weekday. And if you'd like to sample Trunk Nation and Sirius XM totally free, either on the app or on the radios, all you got to do is sign up for a free trial subscription. No credit card required. Just go to SiriusXM.com slash Eddie Trunk, and you can sign up for three months free and hear the full Trunk Nation experience Monday through Friday. Nothing to lose. Give it a shot. SiriusXM.com slash Eddie Trunk. In case you haven't heard, I announced a big event for the 40th anniversary of my career in radio. It's going to be December 11th at the House of Blues in Las Vegas. Sammy Hagar and Michael Anthony are the headliners. Mike Portnoy and Brent Woods will anchor the music. Tons of surprise guests and jams. And uh, if you'd like to go to this, if tickets remain, 
there will be a general on sale available to everybody that will happen this Saturday on Ticketmaster at 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, we did a pre-sale yesterday, if you're listening to this on post day. The general sale to the general public is this Saturday, September 23rd, 1 o'clock Eastern time. There should be some tickets remaining, a small amount held at least, for the general on sale. Join us for what should be a huge night as I celebrate my 40th anniversary in radio. Again, December 11th, House of Blues in Las Vegas inside the Mandalay Bay. Sammy Hagar, Michael Anthony, and a ton of surprise guests and jams throughout the night. Hope you can join me for that. Keep an eye on my social media, at Eddie Trunk, for Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook page updates. All right, this week on the podcast, two recent interviews that we're going to bring to you. Uh, we are going to start with the legendary Alice Cooper, who has a new album out called Road. Alice was very nice to uh, give a call and check in. He actually, I was in Vegas. He was actually in the uh, LA, uh, my New York studios, and I was in Vegas, and they patched him into me. And we had a good 20-minute conversation about his new album, his band, his tour, everything going on. Alice, always a great one to hang and talk to. So be sure to, of course, stick around for that. He'll come up first in the podcast. Second up is Yngwie Malmsteen, currently on tour with Glenn Hughes. We had Glenn on, and now we're bringing you Yngwie, uh, talking about his current tour out there again with Glenn Hughes. So that'll be the second interview this week. Let's get started, though, with the legend, the ageless wonder, Alice Cooper, on this week's podcast. Hey, Alice, it's Eddie Trunk. Eddie, how you doing, man? Good, good. I was just saying to the audience, when you guys are on these press junkets running around promoting stuff, you probably forget from microphone to microphone who the heck you're talking to. I'm at a very serious place right now. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> How you been? How you been, man? I'm I, good. I'm good. I'm just, uh, I'm in my natural habitat on the road. And, uh, you know, I just finished the Nightmare, I mean, the Vampires tour in Europe. It was totally unbelievable one of the best tours i've ever been on and now we're out with zombie so that's cool well you know touching on on vampires real quickly since you brought it up i had a friend that actually went over to europe to see one or two of those shows and he said it was incredible and he said that the audience reaction and the people uh that come out for those shows was uh, he had seen the vampires here in America as well, but he said there in Europe, he said it's a whole nother level. Do yeah. you feel that as well? Oh, yeah. It was like 15,000, 20,000 people a night, you know? And it was a very young audience. That was the thing that was very... Every audience was a very young audience. And I'd get done with the show, and here we go, wow, that was, was the energy involved in that audience. And I went, half of those kids have never seen a hard rock show. <laughs> You know, they go to raves and they go to things like that. They have never really seen a hard rock band play with a drum solo and, and guitar solos and and the energy involved from the band. And so I said, yeah, they're, they're reacting like it's the first like the, the first time they've ever saw Christmas, you know. <laughs> what do you attribute the, the uh, increased interest for that band in Europe versus America? Not to say you don't do well in America, but it just seems like there's more focus, there's more interest, there's more people that come out for it there. Why do you think the vampires do, do a little better there? I think there's a real hunger for hard rock. I really do think there's a hunger for a true hard rock band. 
and you know there's not that many of us left uh so and then of course you know Johnny Depp is is a big draw for everybody and for guitar players Joe Perry you know and then Alice has got his own you know thing going on out there so when you get all three of those guys together in one show and it's tight I mean every song is tight tight uh the word spreads and so people really want to see what that what that is and uh like we've been together eight years and there's never been one argument in that band I uh, Joe certainly couldn't say that about his band. <laughs> I think they might have a little, you know, they might have, but that's kind of a brotherly, you know, a brotherly right. thing that they've been together forever. Uh, and, and the original Alice Cooper band, you know, I mean, we had our fights and everything like that. And uh, But, you know, it's funny, the band I have now that, that just did this road album, you know, with uh, Nita Strauss and Ryan Roxy and everybody, there's never, ever any arguments going on. That it's always laughing backstage. Same thing with the vampires, and to me, that makes my life so easy. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, we're, I want to get to the record and the current band and the current tour in a second. One other thing on the vampires, though, have you guys discussed doing another album? I would love to do another album. Now it's one of those things where Johnny's back to work. Johnny's directing a movie. He just finished a movie. Um, I'm sure he's going to have to make a couple more movies. Joe is in the throes of Aerosmith. You know, that's mm-hmm. going to be their last tour. And I'm touring constantly. So with us, we have to look at the next year or even a year before and go, we have to carve out three months where it's going to be nothing but vampires. And, uh, you know, it's not like any other band where you can just cancel things. Everybody's got all their careers going. Um, that's the hard part. Getting on stage right. and doing the songs is the easy part, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, but we would love to do another album. I would love, love to do another album. I already have the title for it, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> All right. Well, well, hopefully that title comes out, which means you made the record. Yeah. Um, speaking of titles, the new album that you touched on from Alice Cooper is fantastic. It's Thank called you. Road. It's out now. And this, if I'm not mistaken, you you do have a phenomenal live band. I know them all very well. Oh, yeah. And this is the first record, if I'm not mistaken, that you made with that band actually playing on the record. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, I wanted to. I told Ezra and I said, I really want to feature this band in the studio. I said, I want, I want them to write the songs and then come in and we will, Ezra and I will We'll go through all the songs and we'll co- we'll rewrite things and we'll make that song into an Alice Cooper song. We I want thirteen songs to tell one story, but I want each song to tell its own story. So I said I don't care if it's sad, I don't care if it's angry, I don't care if it's funny. Uh, you know, I said just bring the song in and we will shape it into what we want. So they did. Everybody brought in all these songs and and it was great. Ezra and I just you know just really turned it into what it should be as far as we were concerned. And then I said, now here's the thing. In order to show you guys off, we're going to do these songs live in the studio. And I don't think you're going to take more than three takes to do any one of the, you know, any band can go in and do 18 in schools out. They've done those songs a million times. I said, but we're going to do like White Line Frankenstein, two takes, done. And, And I don't want it to be clinically perfect i love 
the sound of a real band that kind of pushes a little bit here, pulls sure. a little bit there, then it sounds real. But you never give the song a chance to get tired because it was just written. So you put the band in the studio and say, go, okay, we're taking that take. And there's a, you know, it's like, there's a new car freshness smell to it, you know. Right. We don't, we, you never give the, the song a chance to get old. And the the thing, would you say, because listening to the record and even the lead tracks like I'm Alice, Welcome to the Show, is there almost a, you said you wanted a, a similar theme. To me, it almost feels like, although it's not a hard concept, that there's almost a concept about it. And that concept being Alice and the road and performing and everything you've done in your 50 plus year career. Uh, there's a lot of that in the record. Is that kind of what the theme was from the from the get-go yeah i mean you know anybody that's been on the road for 20 to 25 years we're all road rats you know i mean we love being on the road uh it, it used to be a lot harder in the early in the 60s and 70s road road travel was much much more grueling but then we were only 25 years old then and we were bulletproof you know you could do 60 shows in a row <laughs> but now it's one of those things where I look forward so much to do to going on tour and for half a year. You know, whereas most people are going, "No, nah, I'm retiring." And I'm going, "Why? Why are you retiring? Your band is great." Well, I just don't want to go on the road anymore. Well, they've lost they've lost their love for that live audience. You know, to me, I could, you know, that that's my my blood right there is is a live audience reaction. Well, and and that begs the obvious question, which I'm sure you've been hit with many times. But you see, so many of the artists you came up with either gone or retiring. You just mentioned Aerosmith; they're saying they're done and on tour as we speak on what they're billing as a farewell tour. There's a ton of artists, as we know, that say they're retiring and either reverse on it mid-tour or come back a year or two later. Uh, Motley Crue, nobody made a bigger deal about going away than them and not coming back, and they're back again. Um, But even, you know, bands way uh, that even predate you. I mean, Deep Purple have been saying they're done for six, seven years, and they keep (laughs) making records and touring. So for you, I mean, and I talk about this all the time, Alice, it's amazing to me how good you still are, how prolific you still are, making a new record every couple of years, going out on tour with two different bands, your own and the Vampires. Where do you see this, like, where realistically do you see this going for you at, I believe you're 75 or whatever? I mean, what, how much of the road is left for you, do you think, as far as being this active? You know, it's it's all in your head. I really think so. Well, and also... If you're physically well, I I would not want to play Alice Cooper if I was, uh, if I didn't look like Alice the same way I looked like Alice in the 70s. I still look like that Alice. You know, if I couldn't sing like Alice, if I lost my interest in it, if I didn't really love doing it. Um, And, you know, the main thing is, is if nobody shows up. (laughs) You know, you (laughs) you can go out on tour and if nobody buys tickets, you're done. Uh, right. That's not happened. In fact, it's kind of doubled for us. You know, I, I think people come to see Alice and they're expecting to see this, you know, relic, you know, and the, and they see the highest energy show they've seen all year. 
you know, I, I've never been in better shape. So Yeah, I mean, I, I talk about it all the time. I, I saw you. I'm in Vegas at the moment where I have a second home, and I, I, uh, I saw you here in Vegas not long ago, not even a year ago, and yeah. it was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you, you've got a phenomenal band, but you don't – I mean, it's, it's remarkable, and I, I, I say this with all sincerity because, trust me, I mean, there's a lot of guys – out there and bands out there that should end and have stayed too long at the party and they're a shell of what they once were. Yeah, yeah, but you you, obvi- you clearly are not. And uh, it's it's funny because, the you know, I'm bringing this question up because of the theme of your record and we're talking and we're talking about how prolific you are, but nobody really ever says that about you. Like in the fan space, there's a lot of fans and I talk to fans every day are like, uh, that one should end, or how much longer could that one keep going? Yeah. That never comes up with Alice Cooper because if people see you, it's still as good as it ever was. It's remarkable. Yeah, I, I you know, and I can't explain it either. Physically, I can. I never smoked cigarettes, and that is a big. That's that's one of the big things that ends bands. Only, and you think, well, that's legal. Okay, cigarettes, you know, are going to kill your lungs. It's going to kill your energy. Everything. I quit drinking 40 years ago. Uh, I married exactly the right woman. <laughs> you know, I mean, all of the ducks are in a row. I, I think stress kills more guys than anything else. I don't worry about anything. I mean, Shep being my manager, Bob being my producer, I really don't have to worry about anything. Uh, so I'm just having fun out there. You know, I, I, I could have retired 30 years ago, but man, that's no fun. You know, I mean, I want to be up there on stage playing Alice. Well, you're still doing it. You're still doing it well. Tell me about this tour you're out now uh, with Zombie. I actually just saw Rob and his band in Oklahoma this past weekend. They uh, they played a, a festival that I host called Rocklahoma, and I know you're out with him. I know you weren't on that particular show, but you are out doing a co-headline, something that you've done in the past with Rob, uh, Freaks on Parade. Tell me how that's going, and uh, I think you're in the early going of it. you got a ways to go, so people can check local listings to find out if there's a date headed near you. But I imagine uh, you, know, you and Rob have a lot of history together. Obviously, you were a big influence on him. Uh, how's it all going? You know, Rob is like my little brother. Uh, I, I've I've never met anybody that I, who I immediately liked like that. Uh, I, I he we we both agreed that that horror is generally comedy. You know, I mean, the more the most absurd, over the top, like one of some of his movies. You know, if you're not laughing, there's something wrong. You know, there's something <laughs> wrong. And Rob and I, I just, we get along so well that there's never, uh, you know, of course, there's always a competition in, we have, we both have shows, you know, and we're not competing at all. But man, the audience is getting the benefit of seeing these two shows back to back. And then we got Filter, you know, and Ministry on the same show. And both those bands kill it every night. So, I mean, if you're going to go see a show like that, I mean, this is a real, real rock and roll show. And ticket sales have been ridiculously good. You know, we've been playing huge, huge audiences every single night. But but Rob and I, you know, uh, I think if we got on stage, we would have a hard time not laughing, you know. Do you do something together jointly? Is there a crossover between the two sets? Have you come out with him or vice versa? We haven't done that yet, but, you know, we will. 
<laughs> they'll be he'll be on schools out and I'll be on uh you know we did a track together uh that got nominated for a Grammy uh and uh you know that probably would be the one that we'll do I think we're going to give another 3 3 or 4 weeks to get our to, to get everything going but uh I'm sure that we're going to end up on stage together uh a, a number of times especially on we have a big show on Halloween in Vegas that you're going to be that one, that one, right? I'm gonna if I'm in town, I I have it on my calendar. I will absolutely be there. I would love to see that. If you're gonna have spend Halloween with anybody, would it not be Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper? <laughs> of course, it's you. Well, it's your national holiday now. He's hijacking it a little bit. Yeah, but no, it's okay. It's, it's Alice's holiday. I gave him. I gave him a percentage of it. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you mentioned your manager, uh, Shep Gordon, who, of course, there was a phenomenal documentary done on, if people never saw it, called Supermensch. I suggest yeah. checking it out. I ran into you and Shep at, in L.A. at the Sunset Marquee, like not even a year ago. It was wonderful seeing you guys for a second. But I was thinking of Shep because of what's happened in Maui, and I know he lives in, I believe, in, in Maui. Uh, is he doing okay? And was his area heavily impacted Every, by the fires? Everything's really uh, fine there. Of course, you know it was. Uh, my house is right above his house. I just bought a house there. And, oh, I didn't uh, know that. And neither, none of the houses were in the, you know, in the line of fire at all. Uh, but at the, it was a perfect storm because you got the two mountains there. You've got a seventy-five mile an hour wind coming, nothing but brush, and what's at the end of that is Lahaina. So it was like a tidal wave of, of nobody saw. I mean, it was just impossible to get out of the way of. Everybody in Maui that owns a house has got people that lost their homes, families staying in their houses. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's what's so nice about Maui is like, we're not there right now, but we said, yeah, absolutely. You know, put people in the house. I mean, they don't have any place to live. They got eight, five children. Come on. You know, everybody has really, really stepped up. Shep has people at his house. And, you know, it's just hard to believe that Lahaina is gone. You know, mm. I, I've, it's been there since 1850, and it's it's literally gone, you know. But uh, I think Shep is planning lots of, um, lots of things going on there as far as, like, uh, you know, raising money. And, of course, Oprah's there. You know, and I think mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Bezos uh, gave him a hundred million dollars to rebuild. So, you know, it, 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 people have really stepped up in Maui. But no, we, we didn't get in the least bit. Uh, we weren't in the in the target of the fire at all. Oh, that's good to hear. Hey, two quick things, and I know you got to move on. Um, I know I only got a couple more minutes here with you. Um, I wanted to, I was always curious about this when I was thinking about your career and how many decades it stretched and the earliest years. I was watching a documentary on ZZ Top, and in the documentary, they were talking about the fact that when they very first played their first show, there was a fan there. There was only one fan in the building, huh. and it was. And they called him the fan. And <laughs> you know, they thought he was going to leave because they didn't. You know, he's the only guy there, but he stayed. And to this day, the guy still shows up at ZZ Top shows, and they've gotten to know him, and they know him as their earliest fan. The fan. Do you have anybody like that in in the Alice Cooper fan base that has been with you that you actually got to know at? that was a fan from like your earliest shows yeah there's there are people especially in europe in europe if, if in say in germany if 
or in England, um, if somebody gets attached to your band, that's like getting attached to your soccer team. That's your band. And there has been, that guy is now a grandfather. His son (laughs) has been coming to the show. His grandson now is coming. Three generations of people, and they are Alice fans. And that's it. They will fight to the finish on that. And uh, I find that more in Europe than I do in America. You know, I just hmm. find it in Canada and in uh, Germany and, and England. Those That family are Alice Cooper fans. It, it's, it's really interesting. And then there's guys from high school when we were the earwigs that are still around, that still are very much in touch with us. They still give me ideas and things all the time. And, and that's amazing. You know, think that's 60 years. Yeah, it really, really is. And lastly, here we are uh, in in coming up on mid-September already, and I know your annual charity event, Christmas Pudding, is going to be here before you know it. Actually, some of the folks that work on that reached out to me about uh, coming out to it and maybe helping out, which we'll see if that happens. Um, but, uh, you know, I'd love to if I'd I can help in any way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody from your from that team uh, reached out to me recently, said they were going to reach out. But um, tell me about that, and is you know anything you want to announce about that because it's a great charity that you do there in your home of Arizona. Yeah, well, I, we have teen centers, um, uh, and any teenager can come in, learn guitar, bass, drums, art, dance, whatever you know, any kind of arts, and it's all free. So we get 100 kids a day in there, and some of these kids come in, don't know one end of the guitar from the other. They get private lessons. We have a 72-track studio in both places. And, you know, half of the kids, not half of them, but a lot of kids are from gangland, you know. Uh, Other kids are super rich. They get into this place, and what their common denominator is is who you're listening to. So you've got a kid from Scottsdale playing guitar. You've got a, a drummer from Glendale, you know, and you, all it is is music. Now, it's a Christian nonprofit, but it's not a church at all. It's, it's mm-hmm. just something that we do to try to help kids out. And, uh, man, I've got some guitar players that came out of there that I would put in my band. I mean, there's, it's really fun. This year we've got... Um, Van, uh, we've got, let me see, uh, Sammy Hagar. Um, we got um, Quiet Riot. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, one of the Wilson sisters. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I happen to know that Aerosmith is playing the night after. So Hello. I'm going to call Steven and say, Steve, just come on down and play a couple songs with us, you know, you and, jo- and Joe. Because, I mean, the band... The band up there is like amazing. So it's in the Celebrity Theater and uh, it helps us pay for, you know, the solid rock thing. And uh, every year it's like everybody says the best concert they've been to all year, you know. So it's really, really a lot of fun. Yeah, you you got to come down. I I absolutely will. It's December 9th, right? Yeah, December December, uh, 9th this year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've never been. I'd love to. I know most of those artists, and it would be awesome. And again, somebody from from that runs it for you reached out to me. We just we just haven't followed up. They just haven't followed up. I yet, will but... make sure they follow up with it. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, I mean, some years it's Kiss and uh, Cheap Trick, and this you're never going to see these bands ever together. I mean, it's it's <laughs> we might have a mariachi band, you know, and a mm-hmm. comedian and a classical pianist, and then. 
you know, Kiss or, or somebody like that. So it's really a variety show. It's a really an amazing. It's five hours long. It just goes on forever. Well, I got something I got to hit you up about, too, but I can't say it on the air yet because I haven't announced it. But uh, around that time, I'm going to be doing an event in Vegas for my 40th anniversary in radio, which is happening right now this year. So, well, you know, let me I know. To, uh, Just let me know. I want to invite you to that for sure, because uh, and there will be some people there you will know. I'll leave it at that. Is there going to be but, a stage uh, there? A, a very good stage. Is there going to be and equipment a, there? Very good equipment and then very good musicians. Then you know everybody's going to get on stage. So, <laughs> <laughs> forty years, man. I've been doing this forty years. You've been doing it what fifty five? You're 60? a child. You're a, you're a you're an amateur. You're forty only forty years. I'm still learning. Uh, Alice, I know I got to let you run. Congratulations on the new album, Road. It's out now. See Alice and Rob Zombie, Freaks on Parade out there on the road across the country right now. Always great to talk to you, my friend. Hope to see you again soon. Uh, Eddie, everybody respects you in this business. I mean, you're, you are uh, one, of, one of those stalwarts in this business. So keep going. I appreciate it. I, yeah, I'm not retiring anytime soon either. Good. So wh- what Good. else would I do? I, I know. That, me too. I, what they, they say, why don't, you, why don't you just retire and play golf? I say, I do that anybody, anyways. I play golf in the morning, rock and roll at <laughs> exactly. night. There you go. <laughs> I appreciate it very much. Thanks. I hope to see you soon, Alice. Okay, man. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Big thanks to Alice Cooper. Always an honor to visit with him on the show. Check him out on the Freaks on Parade Tour with Rob Zombie happening right now. Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Second interview for you this week on the podcast. He only goes by one name. Well, he doesn't go by one name, but that's all you really need when we're talking about him. Here's Ingve. Ingve, how are you, buddy? Hey, what's up, Eddie? How's things, I'm man? Not- are you uh, are you en route to your first date? I know you start tomorrow. Yeah, indeed. We're actually we just took uh, the do- the bus just stopped at the truck stop in South Carolina. So we just <laughs> I'm standing here. 
because uh, want to get a little less noise in the background. But uh, yeah, no, we're out. We're out. You know, playing tomorrow, of course. But uh, we're definitely on our way. Tour starts tomorrow in Falls Church, Virginia, at the State Theater, and there's a nice run of dates. Um, so I'm imagine you're just driving up on the bus from your home in Florida, right, Ingve? Yeah, it's, uh, it's easy, comfortable. What, what's it like for you as far as prepping for a tour beyond getting the travel and the crew and the band together? Like, do you personally go through anything to get ready to hit the road as far as, you know, do you have to go through all your gear and have it checked up? Do you do anything physically, personally, anything that you do as far as prep? Well, yeah, I mean, the, 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 all the gear and the, all the stuff that we bring with us has to go through, of course, to get checked out. You know, I have to. When I do my American tours, I bring a hell of a lot of guitars. I bring like 30, 40 guitars or something. I don't have to. I pick them out like when I get to the venue. Say, I'm going to use that one and that one, that one and that one. So I kind of like do as I go along, you know. Uh, Most of the gear is uh, pretty much, you know, run in from years and years and years. So they they always work. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. And you go, just go, go and kick ass. That's all it is. Do you do a lot of rehearsaling, Vey, with the band before you start, or do you guys pretty much have the set down and you kind of figure that as you go? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't rehearse. I don't rehearse at all. Uh, the band does. I, I don't. I just uh, do a kind of a sound, long sound check the first day, and uh, the, the the set list. I, I make up the set list like ten minutes before we go on stage. I have a, like taped up on stage, you know, set list of the night. And then when I go on stage, I end up playing a different set list anyway. I just, I don't follow <laughs> any set list anymore, ever. I just do what I do, you know. I might throw in songs that wasn't on the set list. I might not do the song that's on the set list. So, so it's never the same. And that what keeps me on, me on my toes and the rest of the guys on the toes. And it makes it exciting and dangerous and fun and, you know. I got to imagine that I got to imagine that that's a nightmare for the guys in your band, though, because, of course, you you wrote and played all these songs. You know them all that if you call something out that they're not all that comfortable with, do they give you a look like what is that? (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, but that's that's the whole point. That's what they they need to know them. (laughs) Yeah, but you got a big catalog, man. They they, they know the whole catalog, you think? Uh, Well, there's this, this is certain, there's some, I mean, basically I take uh, a lot of songs and mix them around and don't do them every night and then switch them around and stuff like that. So most of them they know, but I can sometimes go into something that they might not know what I'm doing. I always do different intros and solos and stuff like that anyway, you know, and uh, way yeah, more I mean, around I've... and say, stop here, <laughs> start there. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've seen that. I mean, there's a lot of spontaneity in your show, which is it's it's amazing because because your music and your playing is so complex that that's a ballsy thing to be able to do. You really got to have guys in that band that you trust and that are really on their toes that could follow along with whatever you call out. Well, it, it, it's that, and it's also I got to trust myself because I might not even remember what I'm doing. <laughs> so, so the thing is, the thing is that that the reason I'm still doing this after forty plus years and going out and playing is because I don't have a rehearsed set because if I would have a rehearsed set. It was like turning turn on jukebox. It's like boring. It's boring for me. It's boring for everybody. So I, 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 need, a little, I need a little danger in that. You know what I mean? And most of the time we land on our feet, you know, uh, it's, 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 yeah, you're going to have like a trust 
like you said, of course, but also, you know, it's within yourself too. You know, I mean, I have to ch- ch- challenge myself. You know what I'm saying it's not only challenging the guys, I'm challenging myself too, you know. <laughs> so do you have an outline of what you're going to do on this tour though? Because I, I noticed in the billing for the dates, it, it, it bills you as playing, I think, quote unquote, the hits. So are you going to lean on maybe some of those, I don't know, maybe, uh, you know, you don't remember, I'll see the light tonight, that early stuff that people knew from you. Are you going to, are you going to lean on that? Maybe heaven tonight, stuff like that. Is there going to be more of that in the set? Uh, I wouldn't say that. I would say that my normal set is kind of like a great shit anytime, every time, because basically my newest album, Parabellum, I'm going to do songs from that, obviously. And I'm going to do some, some of the ones that everybody kind of expects probably on the song, Black Star and so on. Uh, but, uh, yes, so, so it's, it's a good mix of brand new and, uh, like what you would call classic, whatever. Uh, so, so it's, it's, it's not necessarily a set, set list. I mean, I have a good idea what I think we should do, but the thing is like, if I would do everything I want to do, we're going to be on stage for four hours, you know? So, right. so it's, it's a, you got, you got to be a little bit selective, but no, it's like I said, also every night's not going to be the same. So if anybody want to catch more than one show, they're going to definitely get more than one show. Well, yeah, that's the other cool thing is you're going to mix it up. You're going to change it up. So people who do go to see multiple shows will get different songs. Um, You know, if what I think of like songs, I'd love to hear you play from the early days. I don't know how long it's been since you've done these songs, but don't let it end is a favorite. Hold on is a favorite. I am a Viking. You think you could work any of those up? I've been thinking about it. Well, a couple of those who never did live anyway, but, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, I'll do it for you. Have you ever done Hold On Live? No, we never did that one live. Oh, uh, I love that, that song. That, I love the other two. Yeah, yeah. No, that for some reason that didn't ever came out good live. We, you know, so we never, never did it ever. Um, it's just weird because it's, there's some songs that just don't lend itself to the stage and vice versa. You know, some of them are really like naturally they fit right in and you know they they work really good live. And some are just kind of like album cuts, even though they weren't meant to be that way. They just end up that way anyway, you know? Yeah, funny. Right. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, Tell me about sharing uh, these shows with Glenn Hughes. Glenn was on last week. I know uh, you were a big Purple fan back in the day, as as we all were. Um, it's and I know Glenn. Glenn said wonderful things about you, and that you guys have some history. Uh, talk about uh, you know working with Glenn on these shows. Oh, it's gonna be great. I mean, the, the funny thing is, the first show I ever did in America was with Glenn Hughes ever back in '82, I think. It was <laughs> the first show I ever played in the states was with Glenn Hughes. When you were with uh, Steeler, so I, I, I know I was just a kid. Yeah, I've known them. I've known him for many, many, many years, and we bumped into each other a few times. We've done a few, a few things together at Wembley and in Italy and stuff like that. So we haven't figured out what we're going to do exactly, but it's going to be awesome. You know, we'll do something, you know. Oh, so you think you'll do, you'll figure something out where you guys will come out together after his set. Um, Maybe he'll join you at some point. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking, but we haven't figured that out yet. So I can't say too much about it, but that's what I would like to do. Yeah. You, You said the first time you ever played in America was with Glenn. Now, was that a Steeler show? Yes, Steeler. Reseda Country Club, California. And what was Glenn? Was Glenn playing as a solo artist then? He, it was called Hugh Thrall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was the first show we ever did. Uh, I, ever, I ever played. I ever played in the States. <laughs> it was really funny. 
you know. And when you were growing up in Sweden and and uh, as a fan of Purple, was Glenn's era of Purple, was that a period that you were a fan of or were you more into the Mark II lineup? Like what what, what Purple impacted you? What version of the band? Well, Mark II was more of, a, of impact on me when I was a little kid, but I liked Mark. Mark II was great too, you know, Dave Caldell and, and you know, the, they were really good too. They were kind of a more of a short-lived thing kind of, but uh, the, uh, obviously, yeah, I thought it was great. Really, I mean, by the time that happened, I was almost, uh, all, almost already in like my neoclassical phase. You know, I mean, I started with that really early on, but I still loved it. It was great, really good. Yeah. When was the last time you've seen Glenn uh, sing or play? That would that would be about eleven years ago at the Wembley. We played together. We did mistreated together. Ingve, it's it's crazy what that how that guy can still sing after all he's been through at his age. It's 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 mind blowing, man. It's yeah, like some, know, it's know. like he made a deal with the devil or something. Like if you wanted to go do mistreated with him, he could sing it, and your head would you won't believe what's coming out of his mouth. It's crazy what that guy, that guy can do still. I know, I know. Crazy. It would be amazing to see you guys do something. I hope you can figure out something to do together every I, night. That would I'm be definitely hoping that too. I'm very much so. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Parabellum, which is your last record. Have you uh, started or thought about working on a follow-up yet, or no? Oh uh, no, yeah. I mean, I you know, I'm in the studio all the time. So I mean, I got a whole crap load of things that I've been working on. But I'm I'm still crazy. I'm very very pleased with our record. So that this is like you know, one, it's one of these albums that kind of like I really I feel I feel it really came together. So it's. Uh, I'm not rushing in. I mean, I'm not rushing to put something out right this second. But I, yeah, for sure, I've already talked to the label, and I'm, I've already been. I probably have like 40, 50 things already, you know, recorded. But 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 as I said, I'm not rushing to put anything out yet. So and plus, my whole year now is booked with touring. So doing the whole year. Yeah, well, you escort. Then we go to Europe, and then we go to Asia, and by that time, it's Christmas. Yeah, I'm looking at your routing. So you're here in the States. You start here in the U.S. again tomorrow, Falls Church, Virginia, and then this tour. Everybody can find the dates at com. See where Ingve's uh, coming your way. Again, Glenn Hughes on most of the shows as well. Uh, the U.S. stuff wraps up September 23rd uh, in Clearwater, Florida, and then it looks like you jump over in November for some shows in the U.K. Uh, and then what's the rest of the year like after that for you? I think it's Italy and the rest of Europe also is being booked now, I think. And then so we you have tour- vacation dates in the end. Do you, ever, um, do you ever want to go out? And has Vi talked to you about doing that Generation X thing again, ever? Yeah, sure. I mean, we talk all the time. Uh, it's just that everybody, everybody's busy with their own thing. I mean, I'm doing my thing, and he's out, and Zach is out, and, you know, Nuno's out. Everybody's doing their thing right now. It's kind of like, really hard to get everybody in the same room, you know? Yeah. But yeah. That, that, that was awesome. Yeah. It was so cool for people that never saw that. It was, uh, it was really, really well done. And it was so fun. My favorite part about that was seeing all you guys cross over, like Vi come out with you on black star and everybody yeah. cross over as the other people came out. And I think at the end, the last thing you guys did was work up Bohemian Rhapsody instrumental, right? Yep. And, that's exactly right. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Really amazing. Well, listen, man, I know you're traveling. I know you're getting ready to start this tour. Anything you want to tell the audience before I let you get back on the road? Well, first of all, I'm always happy to talk to you, Eddie. Thank you for everything. And I really hope everybody's coming out and see this show. It's going to be very spectacular. And uh, I, you know, that's it. You know, I'm out here now and let's rock. Yeah, it is a great bill, honestly. Having seen you a lot, Ingve, and I've known Glenn forever, and he's remarkable. I mean, I think it's as a as a as an evening of uh, tremendous, well played music. It's going to be really special. Glenn's going to be playing a lot from Burn, which is fifty years old, his first Purple record. As you mentioned, you're going to mix the setup every night, and then hopefully we'll have that moment where you guys cross over and and do something together. That would be awesome. Um, listen, man, travel safe. I'll hopefully see you at one of these dates soon. And uh, thanks for checking in, okay? Hey, thank you, Eddie. Thanks. Talk to you soon, man. See you. Bye-bye. Ingve Malmsteen, we appreciate him joining us. Of course, Ingve currently out on tour with Glenn Hughes, a great double bill. And thanks earlier to Alice Cooper for joining me, also currently on tour with Rob Zombie. Full interviews, full shows, live shows every day, 3 o'clock Eastern, on Faction Talk 103, join me every day on Sirius XM for Trunk Nation. If you're only listening to this podcast, you're only getting a tiny taste of what I do on the radio on a daily basis. And again, get that free trial subscription, SiriusXM.com slash Eddie Trunk to sign up and get three free months of Sirius XM listening for you to check it out and sample it. No credit card required. Again, social media at Eddie Trunk, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook page. The big 40th anniversary in radio party has been announced. Sammy Hagar, Michael Anthony, tons of special guests. Mike Portnoy, Brent Woods anchoring the all-star band. You're not going to want to miss it. December 11th, House of Blues in Las Vegas. Good luck getting those tickets. There is a general on sale this Saturday at 1 o'clock Eastern on Ticketmaster. You guys have yourselves a great week, and I will catch you next Thursday for another all-new podcast. Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.